So, I began a teaching series by the leading of the Spirit to teach on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This month of January, our emphasis has been or is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we began on Thursday by explaining who is the Spirit or who is the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who is the Holy Spirit? And I began by saying that the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us and Jesus in us. So say after me, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us and Jesus in us. I'm not hearing you talk. Say after me, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us and Jesus in us. How did we come about this, this revelation? John chapter 14 from verse 16. John 14, verse 16. The Bible says in John 14, verse 16, this is Jesus introducing the Spirit. He said, and I will pray the Father, or better put, I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Are you with me? Verse 17. Or can we read verse 16 together, everybody? One, two, three, go. Verse 16. And he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Now, Jesus is introducing somebody else, and is already telling them he dwells with you. That was already indicative of the fact that if I'm with you, He's with you. If I'm with you, the Holy Spirit is with you. He says, but ye know him. Now, how can you try to introduce somebody and you're already telling the person you know him? Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it's yet him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. So maybe if I was Thomas or Peter, I would say, when did I know him? But Jesus did not give them that space to ask. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Say amen. amen. Now, why did he say he dwelleth with you and shall be in you? Because he had not fulfilled the work of redemption. It is through the work of redemption that the Holy Spirit will be able to be in them. Are you with me? So up until that time, Jesus was with them. So the Holy Spirit was with them. Are you with me? But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Verse 17. Okay, I've read it. Verse 18. Everybody read verse 18 together. Read it one more time with more power. Read it again with more strength. Read it again with more strength and strength. (laughs) Glory! This is Jesus talking here. He was telling the disciples, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So, who is the Spirit? The Holy Spirit is Jesus with us and in us. You know, like I said on Thursday, many times people think Christianity is all about mental calculation. There's a part of Christianity which has to do with the explanation of doctrine, which is very important. Like I will explain later in this series. But when you are dealing with the things of the Spirit, sometimes 
It's difficult for English to be able to carry. Are you with me? That's actually why we need to learn the English more, so that it can help us to be able to express more of what we are receiving in the Spirit. <laughs> are you with me? People will ask, how can, he say, how can he be Jesus and the Spirit? Well, ask him. He said he's the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Am I the one that said it? He's the one that said, I will introduce to you another comforter, but I'm the one that will come to you. And it makes sense because like I explained to you, where he said, I will pray the Father and he will send another comforter. If you study it in the Greek, it's actually allos parakletos, meaning another like me. But it doesn't, just also, it doesn't just mean another like me. It also means another of me with a different number. Are you following me? Another like me, but with a greater number. So, Jesus in the flesh bodily, as he was with the disciples, was one Jesus, one person. So, Peter and John could only have one of him. Maybe when John wants to corner him one side, Peter is like this guy again. I want to talk to him, but John said, I want to talk to him. Now, imagine the whole world wants to talk to Jesus. Let me tell you, if Jesus was only one person today, <laughs> the rich man would just kidnap him. Kidnap him and lock him somewhere. So when they want to talk to God, so Jesus, tell us, <laughs> what's the Lord saying? <laughs> but now, he has been unlimited. <laughs> the limit of physical body has been taken away. So he can dwell with you in me, with somebody else, with somebody else, with somebody else, somebody else. Glory! So that's why he dwells with me and he dwells with you. He's in me and he's in you. He's in the brother next to you. If the person outside believes in us, he's also in that person. Are you with me? So after me, the Holy Ghost is in me. The Holy Ghost in me is Jesus in me. I'm not hearing you rejoice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I beg you this year? Eh, I want to see. Let me need and I beg you. I beg. <laughs> if you love yourself, take your work with God serious. Amen. Then on the judgment day, they will remember that Pastor David knelt down and begged people. <laughs> you know, yesterday I was in my office in the, in the house. And I was listening to a message. I was studying something. Then it was as if they hit me. I'm like, the, this thing we are doing is not a joke. Oh. This being born again thing or serving the Lord and following the Lord and walking with him and getting saved is not a mosquito bite that, ah, it will pain you, but you'll be fine. It's not, it's my opinion, or that's your opinion. It's not, this is how I take it, this is how you take it. No. <laughs> the Bible says, it is appointed unto all men who wants to die. After this, the judgment. When a man dies and is not born again, you will stand before God. You know, some people, when they tell them, police has arrested you, or we are taking you to court, they are sentencing you to jail, or you will be 21 years in prison. It's as if the world has ended, but there shall an end. Are you with me? But what we are talking about has no end. When a person is sentenced to hell or has rejected the gospel and has to go to hell, it's not like after 10 years you'll be done or 15 years you'll be done 
or 20 years you'll be done. It's forever. You cannot get tired of it. You cannot say, I'm tired of this part of hell. In fact, you know what? Let me have a break. No. <laughs> no break. The Bible says, Satan will be cast into the bottomless pit. Do you know what that means? You know, sometimes people read the Bible. Do they? Do you know what bottomless pit, pit means? It doesn't have end. It will be going. If the gospel means anything, eh, you will run like a madman and preach. Before coming for this service, I was saying, God, souls, 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 Lord, what else can I do for more souls? Souls. So I said, look, I wrote down, boss, we need to get this boss. I was saying, maybe we wait middle of the year. I said, no, I'll move in faith. After this service, I'm going to ask how much is boss. <laughs> Are you with me? Because souls. Praise the Lord. Maybe you think what we are doing. Oh, he's building a big empire, a ministry empire. Ah, that guy has a great church. <laughs> is that what you think? <laughs> if you're a pastor hearing my voice or only hearing the stream, and you think that's what ministry is about, you are deceived though. We are, not, we are not here to be successful. We did not come to this stuff to be successful. We came because God has a mandate for souls. Praise the Lord. And I want to beg you, don't play with your work with God this year. Amen. Say after me, this year, I will know the Holy Spirit. This year, I will walk with the Holy Spirit. Told you, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with you. Maybe you have felt like if, if, if he was with me, I could just ask him, why is this thing happening? Jesus, I'm going through this hard time. What can you do about it? If your friend was sick and they told you Jesus was coming, what will you do? Many of you may be like those four friends that went to pull off the zinc or the roof of a house to get their friend inside to meet Jesus. Now they're telling you this Jesus is inside you. What will you do to take him serious? What will you do to engage this Holy Spirit that is inside you? How far will you go to get to know him? It's after me, the Holy Spirit is Jesus in me. That's a message on its own. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. Verse 18. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. Verse 20. At that day, which day? The day of the redemption. Can we put it on the screen, please? Media. It's a new year. Amen. John 14, verse 20. At that day ye shall know that I am my father. Everybody, one, two, three, go. Read it again.
Read it one more time. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And that takes me to the teaching for today. Perfected. The ministry of the Spirit. So, the first thing we said is, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us and in us. Are you with me? But also, the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of all that God had ever planned to give to man. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of all that God has ever planned to give to man. He says, in that day, ye shall know. Which day? The day when he will send the Spirit. Are you with me? The day at which redemption has been done. The day at which salvation has come. Say after me, perfected. Say after me, perfected. So I want to begin by reading a scripture quoted by John or a statement by John the Baptist about Jesus. So before I do that, let me be sure you got what I, I said. We said the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment. Say after me, the fulfillment. Say after me, the fulfillment. Say after me, the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of all that God ever promised to man. Hallelujah. I have a feedback here that's been corrected. Praise the Lord. Okay. Matthew chapter 3 from verse 11. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 3, 11. John is talking to the people that came to his baptism. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to be, or I am not worthy to hold. Are you with me? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Or it is better put like this. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, which is fire. Are you with me? You know, some people have said, is the Holy Ghost different from fire? No. Even if you doubted it, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the house was all filled with wind and sound, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And how did the Holy Ghost manifest himself? They were cloven tongues of fire on their head. So, you can't separate the Holy Ghost from fire. It's just a translation issue. As you can see, the wheat is in brackets. Are you with me? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, which is fire. Now, John is telling us that the ministry of Jesus is to do what? The ministry of Jesus is to do what? To baptize with the Holy Ghost, which is fire, right? All throughout the life and ministry of Jesus, did we ever see one day Jesus came and said, this is Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, enter. <laughs> Answer me. Did we ever see one day where Jesus 
called everybody and said, I came to baptize with the Holy Ghost, which is fire. Everybody, enter now. This is Holy Spirit. Enter. Did you see that? Did he bring out a liquid and say, enter this liquid? So at what point did they get baptized with the Holy Ghost, which is fire? Or how did it happen? Follow me. So hold that thought in your mind and open to Luke chapter 24. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It seems like even this mic is saying it's a new year. I need a new brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Luke 24 from verse 46. Luke 24 from verse 46. Everybody read one, two, three, go. I'm not anybody from this side. Everybody, one, two, three, go. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, everybody read verse 49 with me. One, two, three, go. And behold, I sent the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endured with power from on high. Say after me, power from on high. <laughs> power from above. There is power from above. I believe. I receive. Power from above. That's a, that's a powerful song. Are you with me? It's not every song that sounds araria that is not correct. Are you with me? It's after me, I believe and I receive. Power from above. It says, behold, I send the promise of my father. You know, for years I read this, this verse and it didn't click. You know, I told you growing up, I was focused more on power and fire. But as I grew in my work with God, God began to carry me into places of scriptural depth and understanding. One day I was reading this verse and the, the the line or the phrase that stood out for me is, Behold, I send the promise of my father. He did not say, I send a promise. He did not say, I send one of the promises. He says, I send the promise. The definite article, the, tells us that this has been on God's mind from the very beginning. Are you with me? I send the promise of my father. That means... This has to be something that God has been thinking about for a way to make it possible for us to receive. Are you with me? So, if you doubt me, let me take you back in the Bible a little bit. In the book of Genesis, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Are you with me? He said, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. Now, the Bible also tells us in the next verse, in the image of God made he him. So that means God looks like us or we look like him. He has one head, two ears, two hands, two legs. Are you with me? But he never mentioned anything about the likeness. Are you following me? Now, for you to be in the image and likeness, it means that you look like God and you operate like God. 
So it's not just about the looks. You must also operate like God. And who is God? God is a spirit. Hmm. Are you thinking with me? Follow me. The Bible tells us he formed Adam from the dust of the ground. And he breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. He did not say anything from there henceforth about Adam's spirit. Are you with me? If you are following me to this point, say, I followed you. So, as as when Adam opened his eyes and could talk and could hear and could breathe and all of that, Adam was a living soul, but not a living spirit. Nothing was said about his spirit. But God is a spirit. Ha. So why didn't God say anything about his spirit? Adam had to be tested. So, he had to make a choice. If you, there was a tree of life. There was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam disobeyed God and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He did not eat of the tree of life. Adam died spiritually. So now, I believe eventually if Adam obeyed the Lord in the same way choosing to believe in salvation, are you with me? Let me not go too far for you. If Adam obeyed the Lord, at some point God would have eventually brought him to the tree of life. In the same way, in salvation, you have to believe the gospel. You have to reject what the devil is offering and believe in God. Are you with me? In, in the gospel, God will not force it on you. In the same way, God will not also force life on Adam. Are you following me? You know, people have said, why will God put a tree of life, uh, uh, put a tree of life and put a tree of knowledge of good and evil? Did God not know that you, uh, he, a man can disobey him? Why did God give him an option to disobey him? Let me tell you, love that does not give you an option to disobey is not real love. He has imprisoned you. God gave us free will so that we, if, he, if we ever love him, it is true that we chose to love him. Are you with me? That was a risk. God had to risk it. It's okay. Let, let's try. And Adam went the other way. Let me tell you the truth. If Adam eventually did not eat of that fruit of the tree of life, let me tell you what would have happened. If Adam did not eat of the tree of, tree of, the, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, eventually Adam would have eaten of the tree of life. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. Christ has always been God's answer for man's salvation as a tree of life. I know I'm teaching a little bit high. Why am I bringing this topic up? Because he told, he told us that this Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Are you with me? That's why I'm bringing it up. Because my job as a pastor is not just to preach over your head. I'm supposed to also educate you in the scriptures. I'm supposed to educate you. Hallelujah. So now Adam has sinned against God. Adam has become darkness. Adam has been sold under sin. Should God not just give him the tree of life? No, 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 no. God has to deal with the sin in Adam first. 
remove the sin from Adam, make him a new creature, clean him up, and then put his spirit inside. Are you with me? For instance, if your baby, maybe your two-year-old child or your three-year-old child goes to play in the sand and falls into the mud, you will not just bring a clean cloth and put on him and say, yes, the clean cloth will make you okay. No. You have to clean up the child of the mud and get him ready. That was why Christ had to come. So in Christ's coming, he had to pay for sins first. He had to put all the legal framework for redemption to be made possible. And when it was done, when he finished and ascended up on high, the spirit came. Are you following me? So the Holy Spirit in us is the fulfillment of all that God has been trying to give to man from the very beginning in creation. God has always wanted that his spirit himself will be inside us. If God is a spirit and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God, so who is the Holy Ghost? So by the Holy Ghost in us, he will fulfill what he eventually said from the beginning. In their image, in my image, and in my likeness. How will they begin to function like me? I have to be inside them. For them to function like me, I have to be inside them. Are you with me? Are you with me? Let me tell you something. Pay attention, oh. Pay attention. Because sometimes, when we are talking about the things of the Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, some like, people are like, no, 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 I don't just other spirit, spirit, spirit. See, if you don't know, if you are not deep up in the things of the Spirit, you don't know God. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 1 from verse 4 to 5, the Bible says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Once again, you have seen it. He's calling it the promise of the Father. Acts chapter 1 from verse 4 to 5, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them, that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which is yet ye have heard of me. For John shall be baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Praise the Lord. Let's read one more verse, and I'll explain a little bit more, then we'll round up. John 7 from verse 37. Sorry, Acts 2 verse 33, please. Acts 2 verse 33. Acts 2, verse 33. Please, if you have followed me to this point, let me see your hands. Has it made sense to you to this point? Okay. If you want me to explain a little more, let me see your hand. Explain it. Okay, I will explain. Good. Acts 2, verse 33. One, two, three, go. And having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, are you seeing this again? He had shed for this which ye now see and hear. So this was when they spoke in tongues in Acts chapter 2, right? So one more verse before I explain again. John 7 verse 37 to 39. John 7 verse 37 to 39. John 7 verse 37 to 39. Praise the Lord. Everybody read one, two, three, go. Jesus stood and cried, saying, 
If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. Verse 39. But this speaking of the Spirit. Now, everybody pay attention. Read this verse again. One, two, three, go. But this speaking of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet Hmm. But this speaking of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Why? Why was the Holy Ghost not yet given? Because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Hmm. What is the relationship between his glorification? Or what is the relationship between Jesus being glorified and we receiving the Spirit? Why is there a connection between him being glorified and we receiving the Spirit? Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Now, Jesus being glorified means being exalted at the right hand of God. Are you with me? Hebrews 10. From verse 11. Hebrews 10. From verse 11. And every high priest standeth daily. Please, I want to encourage you. Follow me. If I explain all I want to explain now, you will get it. If you don't get it, I will explain again. We don't do it. If you don't get it, forget about it. When, it, when, it's, when we are dealing with the Bible, you don't do that. If you don't get it, pastor, explain again. When we are talking about food, if you don't get it, forget about it. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 10 verse 11. It says, And every high priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Let me explain this one. In the Old Testament... Or in the old covenant, before Christ came. Because you see, the old covenant was a picture of all that God would do in Christ Jesus. Amen? Are you with me? In the old covenant, if a person sins, or usually when the nation has sinned, like they always do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When they have sinned for one year, they will come on the, a special day called the Day of Atonement. And the priest will ensure they bring a one-year-old lamb. And this lamb has to be a spotless lamb without any wrinkle or any wonderful stain around him. It has to be a clean lamb. And they will confess all their sins, as it were, upon this lamb. Are you with me? And this lamb will be killed. There are many other things, but let me make the story short. This lamb will be killed. And the blood of the lamb will be carried into the temple by the priest. So when he's saying, and every priest standard daily ministering and offering often down the same sacrifice, we can never take away sins. This was one of the things the priest would do. Are you with me? So the priest will take that blood and go into the temple. He will pass the outer court into the inner court and into the Holy of Holies. And 
he will begin to atone for the sins of the people for one year. Atone means to cover. So he will plead with God that, oh God, by the sacrifice of this lamb, accept this offering as a covering. Atone means to cover. Are you with me? Accept this blood as a covering for their sins for one year. If God accepts that offering, what will happen is that that same priest will come out, look at the people, and begin to sprinkle the blood upon them and tell them, your sins are forgiven for this one year. You are covered. Though Many times they will shout and rejoice, and you begin to decree blessings upon them. Even those blessings you see in numbers, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, he causes his face to shine upon you. It was after a priest came out. You are preserved, you will prosper, and all of those type of things. So, as it were, if the sins of the people have been paid for, the priest will come out with gifts and bless the people. Are you with me? If their sins have been paid for, if they have been covered for one year, the priest will come out and bless the people with gifts. This was the same thing happening. Jesus went as the perfect priest with his life into the true temple in heaven. And in heaven, God accepted his sacrifice. The proof that his sacrifice was accepted is that something must come out as a blessing. Are you with me? The proof that Christ's work has been finished. The proof that before God, our sins have been paid for forever is that something must come out from that temple. Remember, in the Old Testament, the same priest that went inside is the one that will come out and bless the people. But this time, Jesus is also coming out as the Spirit. Remember I told you, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us and in us. Are you with me? So that same priest that went in to offer his life has come out as the Spirit. So let's read on. Are you with me? And every priest, go back to verse 11. And every priest started daily ministry and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. Verse 12. But this man. <sighs> I, when I reach this place, I, I cannot read and just run. When I, but this man, this same man, he's talking about the glory of Christ, what he has done for us. He said, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever. The sacrifice in the Old Testament was for one year, but this one. <laughs> oh yeah, kai, kai. Hey, kapata. But this man, ah, when he has offered one sacrifice for sins forever, forever, ah, he sat down on the right hand of God. Ah, yeah, kapata. Verse 13. He says, sat at the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting to his enemies be made his food to teach him another day. His seated position means at this time henceforth, the only expectation from enemies is that you'll be food too. This is a teaching on dominion. Verse 14. For by one offering, he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. So by this offering, just the same way, the guys in the, in the Old Testament, by that offering of the Lamb, you will see them rejoicing because you know the one year is covered. 
Don't be rejoicing because they know that if God has accepted our, our offering or this lamp for atonement for one year, the next one year is covered. He's telling you, for by one offering, he has perfected forever. Ah, them that are sanctified. He doesn't stop there. Verse 15. Verse 15. Ah. Wherefore? Are you seeing this now? Wherefore, the Holy Ghost is a witness for us. The same way the priest will come out in the Old Testament and decree blessings. And as a proof that their sacrifice has been accepted. This is the same way the Holy Ghost that came from heaven is a witness to us. Ah, Kai, Kai. Is a witness to us that everything that he did is perfected. People should be rejoicing more. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. That is why he said the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Is it making sense now? Is it coming together now? Can I tell you one, one major issue with many Christians? They've not experienced the Bible. When you begin to study the Bible, and usually the way you, it will begin, it will bring you to a place where you will bring, he will send you a, a divinely ordained Philip. You know, when the Ethiopian eunuch was reading and he didn't understand it, the spirit spoke to Philip, go. And Philip began to explain to him, and the man began, that was how the man encountered Jesus. It's the same way God brought you to encounter him. Are you with me? Power of the Holy Ghost is a witness to us for that he had said before in verse 16. He had said before, verse 16. This is the covenant I will make with them after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds and I will write them. It's not the same way of saying I will put myself inside them. I will write myself inside them. Are you with me? And their sins and iniquities I remember no more. Verse 18. Verse 18. Now, when revision of this is, there is no more offering for sin. So he's, he's saying that when this thing has happened, no high priest needs to come again with goats and bulls. He says, for where remission of, of this is, there is no more offering for sin. Verse 19. Wherefore, brethren, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. See, see. By a new and living way which has consecrated for us through the veil. That is to say his flesh. This, this is even going too deep. He's saying, just the same way Christ's flesh was broken. Eh? And that in his death, he made a way for you. That's actually what is happening. He says, by the suffering of Christ, God has made a new way right now. So because of Christ Jesus, we can now walk into the Holy of Holies with boldness. Plenty to teach, but just take this one. The Holy Spirit with you is proof that in the sight of God, you have been perfected. The Holy Spirit with us is proof that the work of Christ for us has been perfected. The Holy Spirit is proof that God's promise to man from the very beginning has been fulfilled. Are you with me? Satan have been perfected. Satan have been perfected. By the work of the Spirit, I have been perfected. Some of you are not talking. 
Maybe you think we are just shouting for shouting's sake. No, this is God talking here. That's when the Holy Ghost is a witness to me. One more verse. If somebody is not still sure, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. So in Acts chapter 2, after they spoke in tongues and everything, Peter began to explain. Talking about how Christ will rise up from the grave. And he will be exalted in heaven. But how would they know that Christ has been exalted in heaven? It's the same thing I just said earlier on. But I'm repeating it for the sake of someone who is still not sure. Acts 2 from verse 31. Or from verse 30. Peter is speaking. He says, therefore being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him. That of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus had God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being at the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this which ye now see and hear. So he's saying to them that our speaking in tongues because of the Holy Spirit is proof that Christ has been exalted and is seated at the right hand of God. And if Christ has been exalted and is seated at the right hand of God, it is proof that our sins have been paid for. It is proof that everything that God wanted to do for man has been done. Sometimes me have been perfected. Sometimes me have been perfected. That means in the Holy Spirit is the consummation of all of God's plans. That means the day you get born again and receive the Holy Spirit, God has fulfilled what he has been trying to do from the very beginning. That means from the day you receive the Holy Spirit, you've come into God's dream. You cannot be defeated any longer. From the day you receive the Holy Spirit, God's answer has come to you. Because actually, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. God is the Spirit. So who came to you? God came to you. So after me, God has come to me. God dwells in me. God dwells in me by the Spirit. God dwells in me by the Spirit. God dwells in me by the Spirit. You people are not talking. God dwells in me by the Spirit. You know I'm telling you to say all these things? If you don't say it and you don't take it to us as a consciousness, you will not experience it. Because you can be like the apostles. Ah, You can be like the apostles. They were in a boat and the, the boat was going through a storm. But Jesus was there and Jesus was sleeping. There are some people. God is there. But they are acting like he's sleeping. Somebody now went and said, Master, does that not care that we perish? And he rose up and said, Peace be still. I want to pray for you. 
in this new year, you will walk with the consciousness of the Lord inside you. You will walk in the consciousness of the Lord inside you. You will walk in the consciousness of the Lord inside you. You will walk in the consciousness of the Lord inside you. Thank you, Father. Sometimes I have been perfected. The work of God has been perfected in me. By the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. Glory! Are you blessed? Does it make sense? Sometimes I've been perfected. I've been perfected. My sins have been forgiven. My debt has been paid. Remember the Israelites, after that celebration or after that feast of atonement, they will be rejoicing. They know that the next one year is covered. How much more this year? This person, Jesus did this thing forever. That means 2023 is too small. This year is covered. Next year is covered. Next two years is covered. By the work of Christ. My future is settled. My path is erased. My mistakes are erased. By the work of Christ. The next ten years is settled. In the name of Jesus. Glory. Glory.